from tots to tykes to teenagers alike, and even totally grown adults. Toys have truly transformed us and taken us away. They have enthralled us and let our imaginations run wild since we were teensy-weensy whippersnappers. We'll take a trip down memory lane as we take a look at the terrific world of toys on this week's episode of F. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. Hello, 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 my amigos, and welcome to this, the second episode of the second season. That's right, 2.2 here of FYI. I hope you guys are enjoying the second season. If you haven't heard our episode on Times Square yet, I uh, I recommend you give it a listen. It's as many episodes, uh, a personal one, and this is another one that I think is personal to everybody because What kid didn't play with toys? And even if you didn't have toys, you found something and you made a toy out of the closest cardboard box. The word cardboard box is, I think, how you say carton in Spanish. So, I mean, we didn't really need a toy that was bought in a toy store. No, no, no. We could just pick up a rock, a stick, or whatever was around and let our imaginations run wild. But today we're going to look at toys. And, well, folks, this is going to be a fun episode because we're going to play. And I think that inner child that's alive and kicking deep down inside all of us is going to enjoy this episode. So guys, remember, tons of vocabulary in every episode. In fact, if you want access to that vocabulary, you can get it in PDF format by becoming a patron. If you want more information, you can go by my Patreon page, and it's Patreon slash Alberto Alonso, patreon.com, excuse me, slash Alberto Alonso, and you can find out more about how you can get bonus audio. You can also get PDFs, as I said, every week with over 300 vocabulary words and expressions. And obviously, if you're on the higher levels, you will have access to classes with me. That is a weekly class where we review each and every episode, and then a monthly master class along with many other advantages. So, if you haven't checked it out, give it a look. It is my online, my curious community, I should say, my curious community online, and I'm so happy that we're growing every single day. And thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you who have already discovered Patreon. If you haven't, go over there. It's patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso and check out which option is right for you. And speaking of patrons, I think it's time to send a shout out to my super duper student. Students, Roberto, Jose Maria, Eva, Mila, Desiree, Alex, Patricio, Edgar, and Lolis. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Carmen, Diego, Diana, and Pilar. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. This wouldn't be possible without you. All right, so let's get into it. I am dying to start playing. Muero por eh, hacer algo en inglés es I am dying to. Eso es la estructura. All right, well, as always, let's take a look at the intro and see what vocabulary and idioms await. And uh, this is a poetic way of saying que nos esperan. What vocabulary word awaits? All right, well, the first word we're looking at is tots. From tots to tykes. Now, these are two words that, uh, here we go with my alliteration already, but a tot is a way that we call a little kid. T-O-T, niño o niña. Another way we can say it is a toddler, because, well, this is a funny one. My daughter right now is a toddler, for example, and she's a toddler This is a one- to two-year-old child. Do you know why they call these kids toddlers? Because they toddle around. And in Spanish, to toddle is tambalearse, eh, pasearse. Uh, and that's exactly what they do. So, uh, toddlers, tots, that's another way to say it. And another way, too, is tyke. So, three different ways that we've got to talk about children there. Uh, tyke is Chiquillo también. And I've seen that one spelled both with an I and with a Y. So tots, tykes, uh, toddlers, teens, que son teenagers, tweens. Oh my God, we've got it all. <laughs> we've got, and they all start with T. Hey, wait, I guess the person who came up with these names was a fan of alliteration like myself. So uh, teenagers, which is obviously when you're 13, to 19, you're a teenager. If your age ends in the word teen, you're a teenager. And uh, we also say the word teen as well. And then I said totally grown adults. Now, this is an interesting word, the word adults, because you can say adults or adults. Yeah, isn't that weird? Oh, man, I know English is weird, but hey, at least I'm not limiting you. I'm saying you can say adults or adults. And you know what? I think I usually say adults, but I, I've caught myself pronouncing it adults as well. Then more alliteration up ahead. Toys have truly transformed us. Realmente nos han transformado and they have taken us away. Nos han llevado a otro sitio. I said they have enthralled us. Now, to enthrall is to captivate. They have enthralled us. I think we've looked at this on previous episodes. I remember looking at this adjective. But remember, repetition is the key. The more you're exposed to the word enthralled, well, the more likelihood, probabilidad, that you will say it one day on your own. Believe me, it works like that because I notice with Spanish, sometimes I'll be like, whoa, Where did I learn that word? And I guess I just was exposed to the word so many times that it just came out one day. And that's what we're looking for. So they have enthralled us, excuse me, enthralled us and let our imaginations run wild. And to let your imagination run wild means to just imagine anything, anywhere, anytime, Anyhow, there's no limit to your imagination. And then I said, we were, ever since we were teensy, weensy, whippersnappers. Now, teensy, weensy is another way we say tiny, very small, teensy, weensy. And a whippersnapper, believe it or not, is another way to call a kid. So I just gave you guys a lot of different ways and I left a couple out. Omiti algunas. I didn't even tell you 
the word rugrat. I think we have more ways to call kids than we have kids in the world. Um, then I said, let's take a trip down memory lane. We've looked at this one. Anytime we reminisce or we go back, we take a trip down memory lane. And I said, we'll take a look at the terrific world of toys. Now, I use the word terrific on purpose because it's not something bad in English. I know terror, it, it reminds you of terror. And we do have the word terror in English. But the word terrific is actually the opposite. If something is terrific, it's awesome. It's spectacular. It's amazing. So the terrific world of toys on this week's episode. So uh, did you guys have a favorite toy? Um, I, I always had a favorite. It just depended on, you know, uh, well, uh, what age, what phase I was in, whether I was a toddler, whether I was a preteen. A preteen is obviously before you're a teenager. But but uh, some I can remember, I would say the Slinky. I mean, that was a classic. And we will take a look at some uh, classic toys today, such as the Slinky. Uh, puzzles. I remember getting, there was a, a period where I was really into puzzles. Uh, now, I know that that's a word you'll recognize because it's puzzle in Spanish. But we say puzzle. Puzzle. Uh, can't talk about toys without talking about the ever so popular Rubik's Cube. That broke records when it came out as far as sales were concerned in cuanto a ventas. Um, and then also, I mean, this is, it depends on what you consider toys as well, but um, baseball cards in the United States, I think you call them cromos in Spanish. I mean, I remember a period where I was obsessed with baseball cards and collecting garbage pail kids and all that kind of stuff. Um, dolls, I, I have to admit it. I had a doll. I had a Cabbage Patch Kid. And we're going to hear some truly fascinating stories about Cabbage Patch Kids. There's a dark side to Cabbage Patch Kids. And we're going to hear about that a little bit later on in the show. But I remember his name was Ira Quinn. So yeah, I that was, uh, I don't know how old I was, but uh, I remember very clearly Ira, my cabbage patch. Now cabbage is a repollo o col. And uh, careful with the pronunciation. It's not cabbage, it's cabbage, bidge, right? It rhymes with the word bridge, cabbage, language, right? A lot of times when we see that A-G-E, it's pronounced as Oh, and how could I forget? Oh, I almost forgot about my Tony Hawk, my skateboard. Man, that was one. Of my, that was my prized uh, possession. But you know, when my parents got that. Um, when they got it for me, finally, I begged, I pleaded, no, esto es rogar, I begged, and I pleaded, and finally they got it for me, they caved in, and they got it for me, and you know what, as soon as I got on that Tony Hawk, they had to watch me like a hawk. <laughs> But all in all, I think my favorite toys were actually my neighbor's toys. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, a, I'm on fire today, guys. I'm on a roll. Estoy en racha with the comedy. Well, it's true, though. I mean, how many times, you know, were, were you thinking, okay, well, uh, I love my toys. They're cool, but wow. 
my neighbor just got a new G.I. Joe figure or he just. So you were always curious about what your neighbor got as well. Think about that, that idea of keeping up with the Joneses. En inglés hay una expresión que es keeping up with the Joneses. Y esto es como manteniendo el nivel del vecino. I think it's a, a slippery slope and it's not good. But since we're kids, we are kind of looking at, hey, what did he just get? And it, it reminds me of an expression in English. No, culo quiero, culo veo, I think you say in Spanish. Uh, in English, that would be monkey see, monkey do. <laughs> So, as always, I think we should go back, well, as, as far back as recorded history will let us go back. So, let's rewind. Wow, things are quite different here in 2500 BC. That's right, 2500 years before Christ was born is when the earliest toys were found. And these were dolls, muñecas. They found, hallaron, uh, these stone carvings, and uh, they were with this child who was buried, to be buried as enterrado. And uh, this was in southern Siberia. It was a burial ground, like a, an old school cemetery, if you will. And uh, these are considered the earliest toys ever found. And uh, these carvings that they found basically depicted, to depict is to show, uh, demostrar, no? So these carvings that they found with this child in southern Siberia, which was buried with this child, are considered the earliest toys ever found. And they were people and animals. So kind of like now, you know, what are dolls for kids now? They're people, they're other people, or they're animals. And this was uh, from 2500 BC. That is rattling. Did you guys get my joke? Rattling? <laughs> okay, well, let me explain it then. A rattle is cascabel. A rattle, that sound that you just heard. But if something is rattling, it is extreme. You know, it is a, a sound, a rattling noise. It says here, traqueteo, ruido. It's rattling. So, see, I've got so many jokes for you guys. I know, I missed my calling. I should have become a stand-up comedian. Well, it's too late. I'm a teacher now. <laughs> But I can throw some jokes at you from time to time. So, yeah, they found a ceramic baby rattle, uh, which was near uh, Turkey, where they found it. And archaeologists say that it is 4,000 years old. I mean, that is totally mind-blowing. First, to think that it's intact, that it's still in one piece and you can recognize what it is, that it lasted 4,000 years underground there. And uh, I think that's pretty fascinating. But uh, you know what? We were talking about these dolls as well. And you know what? Some people argue that maybe those dolls weren't the first toys. Maybe it was the rattle. And the reason why is because some people say toys can be used for a religious purpose. So a lot of people have toys or these kind of uh, virgin saints and all of these things. So it's hard to prove, es difícil demostrar, that these were, if these were used for religious purposes or just for play. So that's why some people consider the rattle, the 4,000-year-old rattle, to be the world's 
oldest toy. Hey, you be the judge. It's up to you. You can look for all this stuff um, because it's all available. If you look it up on the internet, uh, just check out the um, Eat Coal to burial ground it's in southern siberia uh, or you can just also google earliest toys earliest rattle and you can find out more information there if you can't find it as always let me know and i can uh, i can lead you in the right direction because i'm no yo-yo oh no did i just make another corny joke yeah i did uh, a yo-yo es un bobo un idiota it kind of makes sense yo-yo bobo <laughs> hey wait a second i never thought of that it's actually uh, quite similar but a yo-yo is obviously a very famous toy as well but a yo-yo is an idiot this guy is a yo-yo uh now this is believed to be the world's second oldest toy uh now its exact origin unknown as many things but uh, they believe experts believe that it was invented in are you ready for this one i think we need a drum roll here you guessed it ancient china <laughs> man is there anything that doesn't come from china <laughs> i mean now everything's made in china but everything originated in china in some way or another now in the philippines uh it was used as a weapon so can you imagine like you know these warriors estos guerreros and they're like all right the battle has begun and they whip out sakan a yo-yo and you're like you're gonna kill me with that but if you do think about it, a yo-yo could be pretty dangerous. You could choke, no, ahogarte. You could strangle yourself with it. Uh, so it could be dangerous, but uh, wow. <laughs> the Philippines, they saw it as a weapon. But I guess it makes sense. Think about nunchucks. Nunchucks are also weapons that you kind of swing around in like a toy-like fashion. And, uh, well, speaking of swinging around, there's no toy uh, that uh, was as popular, at least uh, in the 50s and 60s, when television was uh, big in the United States and advertising, toy advertising specifically, which we'll talk about a little bit later on in the show. But the hula hoop, man, this became one of the first toy crazes in the United States. Again, it was in the 50s, and the word craze, no, it's I didn't say crazy, I said craze, which is like moda. And uh, the hula hoop, man, I, I remember seeing videos when I was a kid of uh, the hula hoop still popular in the early 80s. So this was, uh, and still is, uh, a popular toy, the hula hoop, but it's not popular everywhere and i'm going to tell you in the bonus part of today's show i'm going to tell you where the hula hoop is not such a welcome toy not like a teddy bear or something innocent like that and speaking of teddy bear that brings us to our next toy a teddy bear now this was first made by the ideal novelty and toy company i mean it sounds so perfect that name solo le falta el acme right acme novelty and toy company and uh, it was actually named after former president theodore teddy 
Roosevelt. Now, some of you might have known that, but that's right. President Roosevelt uh, made national news in the United States when he was on a hunting trip, uh, kind of like the King of Spain when he was hunting for elephants, right? Um, and he was on a hunting trip and he refused, the story goes, he refused to shoot a bear who had been trapped during a bear hunt. Now, this is weird. Now, you're going hunting, but then you don't shoot the animal. Well, I guess. Uh, he had a change of heart. And, uh, well, the toy maker, this guy Morris Mitchum, was inspired by President Roosevelt's kindness. And he sent them this prototype of this toy he made, this new uh, cuddly, snuggly toy that he had made, this stuffed animal, as we call them now, cualquier peluche, you could call a stuffed animal. And he sent this prototype to the president and the president said, you know what? I'll give it my blessing. You can use my name. And the stuffed animal bear will forever be the teddy bear. And, well, it even made it into pop culture, if you think of Elvis's song, Yo, my teddy bear. So this is something that uh, has transcended uh, toys. Uh, it's gone into politics as well. And there are movies as well based on teddy bears. Uh, and we'll look at that in the bonus part as well. I'll give you guys some suggestions. Uh, I'm also going to tell you what Paddington Bear, another very famous teddy bear, has to do with Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah, the host of Top Gear, El Presentador de Top Gear. What? What does he have to do with Paddington Bear? Well, you'll find out in the bonus part of today's show. Remember, the bonus part of the show is exclusively for patrons. But if you're not sure, you're thinking about becoming a patron, well, let me know and I'll send you a sample just to see what you think. All right. Now, we could not talk about toys without talking about Lego. Seriously. I mean, Lego, they have their own theme parks now. This has become a religion. But... Their whole uh, philosophy is based on kiss. Beso? What? Yeah, well, in English, we have an expression that's keep it simple, stupid. Kiss, no te compliques, tonto. And a lot of times, it's something we often say to ourselves when we're complicating things in life. We say, keep it simple, stupid, no te compliques. And that's exactly what Lego did. That was their slogan, their motto. And, uh, well, not technically, not literally, but uh, they made a system, a precise system, a universal system that was designed and released in 1960. And those blocks that came out in 1960 still work with the blocks of today. And again, it's almost like, a, it reminds me of another idiom too. If it ain't broken, don't fix it. Si no está roto, no lo arregles. And it seems like, as I said, they've got theme parks. They've got a whole, I mean, merchandising. Uh, it seems like the sky is the limit for Lego. So there's a, a lesson on simplicity. Uh, another one. Oh, how could I? just the just the smell of this stuff reminds me of my childhood. Play-Doh. Uh, you say plastilina, but I'm well. Play-Doh is the brand name. Now we spell it D O H, the brand, but it's a play on words, or it's actually playing with the word dough, masa o pasta, which is D O U G H. So es literalmente eh, pasta o masa para jugar play-Doh, and um, 
An interesting thing about Play-Doh, aside from that smell being addictive, and I'll be honest, thank God it was non-toxic because I um, I swallowed uh, quite a few uh, quite a few kilos of Play-Doh in my day. I don't know. Yeah, I went through a phase where I ate Play-Doh, uh, but it was originally. This is crazy. I didn't know this. I, I learned this as I was researching and preparing this script that uh, it was invented to clean soot. Now, soot is like dirt that uh, collects off of wallpaper. Yeah, it had a practical, um, it had like a practical application. It wasn't a toy. But then I guess when people were, you know, um, cleaning up their walls, they were like, hey, wait, this is fun. This is actually relaxing. It reminds me of those stress balls that they have now that you squeeze them and you de-stress. And uh, so it wasn't until 1954, many years later, uh, that Play-Doh was marketed as a toy, but it was originally invented to clean wallpaper. I love that story (laughs) because I had no idea. I've been playing with the stuff for 42 years, 43 years now. Yeah, you just, you heard correctly. I just admitted it. I still play with Play-Doh. But I have a daughter, so I have an excuse. Another thing I have an excuse to play is board games. Bored? Like aburrido? No. Bored like tabla. You say juegos de mesa, we say board games. Oh, man. Board games. We could go on. We could do... In fact, we could do a whole episode just on board games. But one of the most famous ones in the United States, I guess this would be like our oca, because you have the... Tira porque te toca, de oca a oca, you know, puente a puente. I know this famous game, but we have one called Candyland and another one called Shoots and Ladders. These, I think, were are the two like early board games that you start kids off where you just roll the dice and, uh, and you know, you got to move around the board. So they're basic games, but they're classics. Uh, you know, Candyland, as I just said. And an interesting thing about Candyland is it was invented by a woman named Eleanor Abbott. Now, she was recovering from polio, the disease polio, in a San Diego hospital. And, well, she discovered that the kids needed a distraction. So she said, I'm going to come up with a game. And she did. And she made it very colorful with candy. And as I said, it's like La Oca, but it's got candy everywhere. And it's very, I still remember that board clearly in my head with the candy canes. It was just so, I mean, we opened it up and you felt like you opened up the, you know, the the gate to another world and it was just opening up a piece of cardboard. And that's something that Candyland did. So that's that's a good reason to pick up a copy of Candyland because, well, the reason it was invented was uh, out of goodwill. It was, um, you know, meant to distract children who were in the hospital. So Candyland and Shoots and Ladders, that's another good one I recommend as well. These are all games where you roll the dice, right? Uh, the dice are los dados, I think you say. Now, it's funny, the, the singular is die. So if it's one, it's a die. And if it's plural, it's dice, que es dice in español. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, so roll the dice, roll the dice. And uh, so many games, so many board games uh, where you roll the dice. And as I said, I think uh, looking at it now, we've got enough content to do a whole episode on 
our board games that we grew up with. And speaking of a whole episode, another person who could get their own episode of FYI easily could probably have their own podcast dedicated and and might already have one is a woman named Barbara Millicent Roberts. Who? Barbara Millicent Roberts. You know her as Barbie. That's right, Barbie. There's How can we talk about it? I mean, uh, there's a collector's item there. Uh, Barbies have gone for thousands and thousands of dollars on auctions. Um, subastas, auctions. And, uh, I mean, they have their own story, Barbie and Ken and their whole world. And I remember my mother collecting Barbies and my sister. So this is a, a generational thing, Barbie. Right, we'll do an episode on Barbie. Why not? But you know what? Kids, the boys at least back then, were thinking, well, I don't want to play with Kens and Barbies. What do I do? And the industry was very smart. And they said, okay, boys don't want to play with dolls, right? That's the stereotype. So what do we do? Let's make action figures. Enter G.I. Joe and by the power of Skull, He-Man. I mean... So all of a sudden, it was cool for boys to play with dolls. It was brilliant. It was really brilliant marketing. And so uh, uh, that's when dolls started being called action figures. And they were marketed, well, I remember those those amazing ads, the G.I. Joe uh, commercials on TV. And you know when they were on. They were on right when they needed to be on, (laughs) right when kids were glued to the TV. And I remember the G.I. Joe commercials. Oh, man. They had, like, real soldiers jumping into, like, muddy water and explosions everywhere. And then you would get the box at home, and it was just one little plastic guy. But they really, really, you you guys should check them out. Um, Old school TV uh, toy commercials. Really fascinating how they, I mean, how could you not want the product? They knew how to make it attractive. And they knew how to make a buck as well. I remember a friend of mine, he had the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. That thing was expensive. I don't know how much it was, but I remember my parents saying, forget it. <laughs> I was like, um, okay. The, the El Portaviones, G.I. Joe, it took up, ocupar is to take up, it took up a whole room in my friend's house. And this is big business. This is big business. And they knew it. That's why, you know, we're talk right now, if you want a little bit before we get going about the marketing and the merchandise and the commercials. I mean, I remember being bombarded with commercials. Um, There would be hundreds of commercials on every morning. You could watch, you know, Saturday morning cartoons and every five minutes there would be another five commercials. And if that's an hour, so do the math, that's a lot of advertising aimed at children. And as I said before, it's very misleading, engañoso. It's very misleading. You know, kids think they're going to get this, you know, get home and they're going to have this big battlefield, but half of the stuff that's in the commercial doesn't come in the box, you know. And uh, and this was because in 1981, uh, former, uh, former President Ronald Reagan signed a uh, something called the Federal Trade Commission Improvement Act. And what did that mean? Let's uh, let, let me try and sum this up for you. He said that uh, the FTC, they were the ones who regulated what was on TV. Uh, he said that they would no longer have authority to regulate children's 
advertising. He basically deregulated children's advertising. And he says, he said, guys, everything goes Todo vale. So Saturday mornings, it was nuts. You could see cereal, junk food, and of course, toys. And they were making tons of money. In fact, some of the shows, you want your mind to be blown right now, um, by 1982. So this act was signed in 1981. Well, by 1982, the year after this act was passed, uh, 10 of the best-selling toys in America had their own cartoon. And we're going to tell you in the bonus part of the show how uh, a lot of these cartoons were uh, after the fact. So the, the toy was designed first and then they made the cartoon to market and sell the toy. It's mind-blowing uh, how much money was made. And we're going to talk a lot about those mind-blowing facts. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Cabbage Patch Kids, as I said, the dark history. Uh, we're going to talk about Star Wars. So many interesting stories around the merchandising of Star Wars uh, and the Super Soaker. What does the Super Soaker, this super high-tech water gun, have to do with NASA? Plus, we'll talk about the first toy that was advertised on TV and toys banned by the NSA, the National Security Agency. Oh my God, a lot of controversy and fun up ahead in the bonus part of today's FYI. 